guys. Welcome to season two of Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. I'm Molly. And I'm Belle. And today we're going to be talking about a serial killer. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as most serial killers, this is once again a heavy case. So listener discretion is advised. I feel like we're on an episode of Law & Order SVU. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Your discretion is advised. So this is the fast food killer from Tennessee. So to give you some background information, Paul Dennis Reed Jr. was born on November 12th, 1957 in Richland Hills, Texas. His childhood was described as unstable with his father being an alcoholic and often away from home. His mother and father divorced when he was three years old, with his father gaining custody of him and his sister, Janet. Oh, wow. That's rare. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought, too. See, the mother got one of the daughters, but the father got him and his other sister. What? I know. I also thought that that was really odd, especially... the Yeah, the father... Then especially back then. them is kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. The dad getting them is kind of confusing. Yeah, that is that is strange. That's all around pretty strange. Yeah, I agree. And again, especially with his father never being home when they were married. Yeah. Why would he want custody of money? Maybe. <sighs> yeah, I guess maybe. But why didn't the mother like? F- f- especially know. since he's only three. Yeah. Well, I know it's weird. Yeah. So, since his father was still rarely home, Reed often lived with his grandmother. She was unable to discipline him, and um, he was misbehaving at home as early as the age of four. He stole mail from his neighbors and clothes from their clotheslines. <laughs> he is also said to have barricaded his grandmother into a room, put tacks in her soup, set, fi- set her bed on fire while she was still in it, and beat her dog to death with a baseball bat. Oh, my God. And some of these things were as early as the age of four. Well. So now I guess maybe we maybe understand. kind of making sense. Yeah. I guess we understand why his mom was like, uh. Why was this kid like this? <laughs> I don't know. What in the world? I know. I can't wait to have, like, the whole discussion about nature versus nurture after this. Because it's one of my uh, favorite topics. Yeah. Reed did not begin school until he was seven, and once he did attend school, he was referred to a school psychologist. Yeah, because he probably didn't start school until he was seven, and also because he put tax in his grandmother's soup. Yeah, he he was a a strange little kid. That's dark, Lord. He was sent to a Catholic school in Houston when he was eight. Oh, God. He moved back in with his mother when she discovered that he was... Let me reference. I don't think anything about Catholics, but... After watching that Keeper, the Keepers documentary on Netflix. Oh, I, I haven't have you seen, seen it. Oh, mm-hmm. God. It's, it's awful. It was hard for me to watch. I had, like, normally I can binge that stuff, but that one took me, like, weeks to watch. Really? Yeah. What is it about? It's about girl. Well, it's about girls in a <gasps> Catholic school. Oh. But still, nonetheless, it's just kind of made me, like, ugh. Yeah. With the topic of Catholic schools. Well, this school eventually, I don't know if it was while he was still there or mm-hmm. after he left, but it ended up becoming like a um, like a school for runaways and like 
I think it said dependence or oh. something. I, I don't know. That's strange. Yeah, I think I think dependence is the right word. Let's hope. Like, you know, people who yeah. were on their own. So he moved back in with his mother when she discovered that he was going to be put up for adoption. He lived with her until he was 16 when he tried to sexually assault his mother and sisters. Oh, my God. At 16. Yes. Reed moved in and out of his father's house after this, but he mostly lived on his own. He had a juvenile record that included check forgery, simple assault, and automobile theft. He also (laughs) sustained... Multiple head injuries. Oh. Reed was hit in the head with a brick when he was five. He fractured his skull when he was 14 in a bike accident, hit his head on the windshield of a car when he was hit by it while riding his bike, and in 1990, suffered a concussion and loss of consciousness from a car accident. Okay. So, again, we'll talk about nature versus nurture Mm -hmm. eventually, but... I do think that there is a link with head trauma mm-hmm. to not serial killers per se, but a, a link to violence. Yeah. Or at least deviant behavior. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Mind Hunters. So that was all that was going through my head while I was doing this research is just, there are just so many things that this man, I don't know. It's so, I mean, it, it started out as early as, Four years old. Yeah. And I just wonder if there were other things that happened that Probably. we don't know about when he, like, before he turned four. Did you say his father was an alcoholic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd probably, I'd say something probably had to do with that, too. Yeah. I would say so. So, Reed did marry in the early 1980s, but divorced within a few years. And also, <laughs> there was... <laughs> There was one article that said that his sisters told the woman not to marry him. Well, <laughs> I feel like that should have been just women watching a out sign. for women, I guess. Yeah, exactly. They're like, listen, he's crazy. our brother, bad news. Don't do it. Avoid, avoid. Yeah. <laughs> Caution. <laughs> but yet, I mean, I think she still married him. Oh, they God. were married for like three or four years. But I mean, they did eventually get a yeah. divorce. Not so shockingly. Yeah, I know. He also lived with another woman after they got a divorce mm-hmm. who claims that he threw her kitten across the room. Oh, God. And held her down on a couch and put a pillow over her face. All, all good, good signs of this man, you know. He was charged with committing multiple armed robberies in 1982 at the age of 25, but was never tried due to him being hospitalized after being found incompetent. You know... When I was a kid, I thought 25 was so old. Now I am almost 25. <laughs> and I think, and I'm like, could could I, like, rob someone by gunpoint? No. <laughs> I would no. hope not. <laughs> well, I mean, like, even if I was the worst version of myself, I still don't think I could do it. Because, I, one, I feel like I would be too scared yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. But also... I just still feel like I'm just not an adult yet. <laughs> like, I yeah, still me too. feel like that's just not something that would be in my wheelhouse <laughs> at this point. I'm not. Yeah, I agree. I just don't understand 
how that just enters people's brain. They're like, this seems like a good idea. I know. And Meanwhile, still, I'm like, I don't want to go into the grocery store because I don't want to see anybody <laughs> that I know. Yeah. I, I guess everyone's different. I mean, 25 is so young, though. Is it not? Like, even... I just think I that that's really feel, young. I mean, I don't have my life figured out. I'm definitely not committing any crimes. Well, we're I, thankful for that. I'm 24, <laughs> almost 25. That's just so, I don't know. I guess when you, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't either. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> so he was convicted of aggravated robbery in Texas in 1984, but was released on parole. During the proceedings, he was said to, quote, perform antics while the jury was in the room, but stopped once they left. He told psychologists years later that he fooled the shrinks and faked delusions in the past. Reminds me of Richard Ramirez when he would mm-hmm. just throw out the hail Satan. Yeah. Like, oh God, he was so dramatic. Oh yeah. Drawing the like Definitely. pentagram on his hand. Oh, yeah. Just being like, Satan rules. Yeah. But why? What was I think that why? they I I just think that you hit a certain level. Of loving the attention that you're mm-hmm. getting. Yeah. And so you just I mean, find ways to so feed off of it. And there are so many people who give them that attention. Oh, like oh, disgusting. Weird, yeah, weird is. attention. Not the right kind of attention. No. And like, they just, they bask in it. They all, they love it. Richard Ramirez loved it. Bundy loved it. Mm-hmm. Berkowitz mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. They all, they, they look fed off of it. Oh, yeah. Which that's, I think that's one of the reasons why... I think it, and that's, I think it just has to do with like not getting enough attention throughout life and then realizing Mm -hmm. that bad things that you do, you get more attention. And some people overcome that with age. And then some people are just like, okay, I'll just do worse things. Yeah. And I'll get more attention the worst things that I do. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad because. Yeah, it is. I hate, ugh. I almost hate to have sympathy for these people because, I mean, they did yeah. such horrible things and there's no excuse at all for it. But you really can, oh, the majority of the time, you can look at their childhood and the way that they were treated when they it's were younger. Not and there's so a pattern of a sympathy that you have for them. It just fits into the puzzle mm. of who this person is. Like, yeah. it makes yes. sense for them to yeah, do this. Yeah, I think that's more like it. And, and, I mean, in some cases, sympathy is understandable because, I mean, we are humans. And when mm-hmm. bad things happen to other humans, since we aren't yeah. psychopaths, we we <laughs> right. feel bad for them that that happened to them. But I think you can feel bad for the child that it happened to and not yeah. feel bad for the adult that acted out because mm-hmm. of what happened to yeah. him. Yeah, that's true. I think that's true. Yeah. Man, we really <laughs> went off. Season two is uh, already yeah after getting off start. to be like psycho- <laughs> psychological analysis over here. So at some point, I'm not exactly sure when this was, but at some point, Reed received money from a settlement after being in a car accident and used it to get plastic surgery and decided that he wanted to be a country music star. Heck yeah, man. Well, minus all the other horrible things he did. I know, right? If We're ignoring just- all that. Country music, let's yeah, go. Yeah, right? I've been on a real country kick here recently mm-hmm. for some strange and bizarre reason that <laughs> yeah, I'm not fully understanding, but whatever. 
I mean, he went as far as to move to Nashville, Tennessee to pursue that dream under the stage name of Justin Parks. That's a strange stage name to Yeah, pick. I know, especially because his name is Dennis Reed. And I just, like, I feel Justin like, Parks is pretty average, Yeah, that's but so is sh- Dennis Reed. I feel <laughs> like Dennis Reed sounds more of a country artist than Justin Parks does. Yeah, I agree. So, spoiler alert... He didn't become a country music star. Devastated. (laughs) I know. Things probably would have been a lot different if he would have. Oh, God. Can you imagine the CMAs? Oh, man. That'd be a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. So instead, he ended up getting a job as a dishwasher at Shoney's. That's very different from country music. (laughs) He got into a disagreement with one of his female co-workers and threw a dish at her. And this... I mean, I'm not surprised. This guy is crazy. Yeah. And this woman was, from what I read, a relatively small woman. So this dish that he threw seriously could have done some damage to her. Good Lord. But, I mean, she was okay as far as I know. But needless to say, after that, he didn't work there much longer. Yeah. That's not at all surprising. (laughs) So this was in early February of 1997. So, an infant. I was not even thought about yet. No, I was an infant then. (laughs) So the rest of the stuff has just, you know, been, you know, him lashing out. Yeah, he obviously has anger issues. But this was like the breaking point. So now we're going to get into the more deeper stuff. And he definitely shows early signs of being a psychopath. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So on the morning of February 16th, he showed up to a Captain D's about two miles from the Shoney's that he previously worked at. Reed arrived after opening time and told the workers that he was interested in applying for a job there. He was led in by 25-year-old manager Steve Hampton and 16-year-old employee Sarah Jackson. He proceeded to force the two into the restaurant's cooler and bound their hands and feet. Oh god. He made them lie down and shot them execution style. He stole around $7,000 from the restaurant and about $600 of rent money from Hampton's wallet. 25-year-old yeah, 25 years old and then 16 year old, years old. This is why, like, I told God. you before that this was, yeah, this was, this was a pretty hard case. This really, I mean, you go from be, wanting to be a country music star to shooting people in a Captain D's. And, like, these are such kids. young people. Yeah. Kids. These yeah, kids. kids. <laughs> Literally. On March 23rd, Reed approached two employees of a McDonald's behind the store after closing. He forced them back inside at gunpoint. He took the money from the safe and proceeded to kill three employees execution style once again. I don't understand why he had to kill them if he already had the money. I... No witnesses, I guess. I don't really know. These were... Andrea Brown, who is 17, Ronald Santiago, 27, and Robert A. Sewell, 23. When he went to shoot the fourth employee, Jose Ramirez Gonzalez, the pistol jammed. He resorted to stabbing Gonzalez 17 times. He was able to pretend, Gonzalez was able to pretend like he was dead until after Reed took the money Oh, okay. I think he made, I think he took the money after he killed the employees. If that, oh, I mean, <laughs> if so that makes things want- any- so this just sounds like he wanted to kill them. 
Um, and then yeah. was going to take the money. I, I don't, think, I mean, in complete I honesty, know. I don't feel like it would be that hard to rob a McDonald's. No, probably Or a Captain not. D's. Yeah. Especially maybe, maybe it's just the ones that I've gone to in life. <laughs> Those yeah. people could genuinely care less. Yeah, they, yeah, no. They, if they you wouldn't. take money from me. Yeah. The restaurant. They'd hand it over willingly. I mean, probably if you asked nicely, they'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're holding a gun to their head, these are 16 year olds. They're going to be like, yeah, okay, take the money. I don't yeah, want to die. Seriously. I want to go to prom. Like, I mean, <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah, that really is true. There was. They're not There's gonna. Never they're not normally, gonna defend the honor of McDonald's or Captain D's. No one no. cares that much. There's never any excuse, obviously, really, to kill someone. No. But there's absolutely no excuse for this. Like there was no point in. No, you know, I don't. What he did also so bizarre that he chose a bunch of fast food restaurants. I know his, it really. His is. killer name makes complete sense. Yeah, but that's still the most bizarre places to decide to rob. Oh. I wonder how much money they even keep in the cash registers. Like, I have no idea. I think if, okay, if I was going to rob somewhere, I think that I would go somewhere that I thought that there would be more money than a fast food restaurant. Yeah. And multiple That fast wouldn't food be my first inclination either, is going to a fast food restaurant. I mean, it wouldn't be going someplace big either. No. Like as Like a Walmart or something. There's yeah, just no. too many people there. Too many cameras. Too security. many variables. A bank yeah. is just dumb. Oh, yeah. You will get Definitely. caught. But I mean, I feel like there's someplace in the middle. Yeah. I agree. Maybe like a store. Just like a clothing yeah. store, a nicer clothing store. I mean, he's in Nashville, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I feel like there is some like high end clothing stores in Nashville in the 90s yeah. that he could have robbed before deciding to go kill teenagers at a McDonald's. Yeah. But also, he obviously wasn't in his right mind. Oh, that's true. So. I mean, he is a serial killer. They <laughs> and, they aren't really think, thinking these things through at some point. And I Because he doesn't it, sound super planned. No, definitely not. Because this, I mean, this occurred relatively close to when he was fired from Shoney's. So I think uh, he had that kind been of his, that like, trigger point. Yeah. And he had that anger. But why these random restaurants? I don't know. That's weird. That's the thing that's getting me is like the places that he chose. Yeah. And these poor kids were just at the wrong place at the wrong time. That's yeah. That's it. God. Okay. The poor parents. I know. And then like the older ones who were in their 20s. I mean. At least one of them had kids, was married and had kids. Oh. I think it was the 25-year-old. Yeah. Awful. So at this McDonald's. After Reed took the money and left, Gonzalez managed to call 911 and was rushed to the hospital for treatment. He survived the attack and later testified against Reed. That is insane. If I was stabbed I 17 times, that man is a hero. I know, that's what I was going to say. I He's was my stabbed hero. that many times, I would give up. I know, but <laughs> uh, I just want to meet this man. What a, what a guy. Yeah, seriously. Good Lord. That's incredible i know that made me so happy so the media began calling him the fast food killer after his second robbery at least the media murder. gave him a name and he didn't give himself a name yeah, that true. gets under my skin so bad which i wish the media wouldn't give them cool names anyways yeah no because i feel like that's just making their 
big freaking heads even bigger. Oh yeah, it definitely boosts their ego. Even though that's not a very cool serial killer name. I know that's I mean, what I was thinking way too. Cooler ones than that. <laughs> the fast food killer. I'd be pretty mad about that. Yeah, that's a pretty lame serial killer name. But after you know, obviously these murders took off in the media. Steps were taken to improve security at fast food restaurants. So there were more police officers who were dispatched to you know survey the area yeah. and watch as many as they could. But I just all I can think about is if I was working at a fast food restaurant. I would because, quit. Yeah, see, I've, it would be hard not to. Because imagine, because if I was these, a teen, okay, it's different if I was an adult and I had to have a job. Yeah. Then that's different. Mm-hmm. It would it would still be incredibly scary. But I mean, you have to do what you have to do to pay rent, to right, pay for your life. Mm-hmm. But if you're just a teenager who's working, like. To make gas money, I would yeah. quit. I'd be like, Mom and Dad, do you want me to get murdered? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I would quit so fast. It wouldn't even cross my mind. I would go in that day and be like, I'm done here. Yeah, Goodbye. I don't think I could do it because one of them occurred right before opening and the other one cl- occurred at closing. So all I could think about was like me being in a fast, working at a fast food restaurant, being about to close and just having like that sense of like, cause you just don't know. I mean, these. Yeah. These, it's like, you're finally getting to go random. home. You're finally getting to leave Captain Deezer McDonald's. Yeah. And could you and imagine this man showing this up? And stupid man. Oh God. That would make me. Yeah. That would be terrible. Yeah. On April 23rd, Reed approached a Baskin Robbins at closing time. He's really sticking with this fast food thing. Oh, yeah. He's committed. Well, I mean, I guess once the media gives you this name, he's kind of like, like, well, guess I got to keep doing this. Yeah. So he approached a Baskin Robbins at closing time and convinced the employees to let him inside. He then kidnapped Angela Holmes, 21, and Michelle Mace, 16. Their bodies were found the next day at the Dunbar Cave State Natural Area. That's different. That's a change in... Yep. And I wondered, again, you know, Mindhunter on Netflix. I think that's why (laughs) I've, you know, analyzed this so hard. Yeah, it really does. Because I was thinking, and I was like, you know, that's really weird that he did that. But then I was thinking his gun jammed the last time, and he had to stab the guy. And I don't know if he knew that he survived or not. Yeah. So he wanted to make sure that there weren't any I'd say he probably in his plans again. didn't know. Yeah. Because I that's, doubt that they would I'm release that into the media that right. he was still alive, especially if he was, I mean, I'd say he was still in the hospital at this point with 17 yeah. stab wounds, obviously. But I do think it's strange that he would change his MO, mm-hmm. go from killing them like execution style to... Yeah. A kidnapping. I feel like right. kidnapping is a lot riskier. Yeah, that's true. It is. Because huh, then you have to that. worry about getting seen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the two girls had bled to death and God. suffered deep stab wounds, cuts, and abrasions. On June 25th. Well, wait. Did Gonzalez, did he give like a um, a sketch of what the guy looked like? There was a sketch that was given at some point. I'm not exactly sure if it came from Gonzalez or there were a couple other people who saw him outside of the restaurant Mm -hmm. and gave a sketch. And from what I read, he had, Reed had mentioned before, 
like robbing a fast food restaurant like at closing like just mentioned it a couple times and I think people between that and or the sketch that looked like him yeah but evidently he just seemed like a nice normal guy because Mm -hmm. none of them accused like none of them thought anything about it if he would go and try and buy bullets or something Mm -hmm. for a gun since he stabbed those girls too Mm -hmm. if he could have been recognized right yeah there was there was a sketch of him i'm not sure like i said i'm not sure exactly who gave that sketch but it was a pretty pretty accurate sketch yeah i just wonder why he completely changed like his mo of or he could have been trying to make the police believe that it was someone else too yeah yeah it's a possibility so on june 25th he showed up at the home of his of his former boss at Shoney's who fired him and demanded his job back. What in the world? Yeah, he was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to my ex-boss's house and demand for him to give me my job back. Just get another job. And he's obviously going to have to give me the job back if I go and demand, if I I demand it. That's insane. At gun or knife point, obviously. Obviously, this man's headwinds (laughs) have affected him much more than we anticipated <laughs> yeah because that is just stupid like that doesn't no even logic. make sense no logic between between none <laughs> what in the world so when he did this there was a physical altercation but the man was able to make it inside and call the police and when this happened reed fled and i also read that this man's son ended up getting all of this on video which was later used in trial oh so that was helpful (laughs) i can't imagine this you know altercation going on with your dad and this random (laughs) man just video oh my god and this was when this was in like 1997 uh this was in uh, yeah, it was. It was nineteen. So he wouldn't have had a, like a camcorder too. <laughs> yeah, what in the world? He probably got it for Christmas or something. He was probably like, "Wow, this is going to be great for my student film." <laughs> yeah. oh, that boy. is insane to me. Yeah, which I can't say much. One time, you know, a bunch of people in my family got into an argument, and me and my cousin recorded all of it. <laughs> so family memories, <laughs> yeah, for real. It's like that scene in Knives Out where Chris Evans tells everyone to eat crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. can just imagine, like, someone over there in the corner recording it all being <laughs> like, wow, this is some great stuff. <laughs> so, after Reed fled, he was arrested shortly thereafter by Nashville police and became the prime suspect in the fast food killer case. That's not at all shocking. No. Him getting caught is not at all shocking either. No. This guy was not organized whatsoever. No, not at all. An ample amount of evidence was presented against Reed in court, as you could probably guess. Yeah, (laughs) because he was a terrible serial killer. Yeah. Steve Hampton's video rental card was found beside a road, and it had Reed's fingerprint on it, who was the first, Mm -hmm. one of the first of two victims. As I mentioned previously, Gonzalez testified against him, which was a key piece of evidence for the conviction. In the Baskin-Robbins murders, forensic evidence from the victims was found in his car and their blood found on his shoes. So once again, the kidnapping... The kidnapping really turned... Like, it really turned him in, honestly. That... 
I mean, and going to his ex-boss's house was yeah. stupid. Yeah, really. Um, Good. I'm happy he got caught. Especially, I'm happy he got caught after kidnapping those women because he just let them bleed out. Mm-hmm. And that is, oh yeah, that's a I whole other level that. of just disgusting and horrible. Mm-hmm. So there was also evidence of a gas purchase on the night of the murders near where the bodies were found, putting him at the scene around the time of the crime. Oh my God, he's so bad at this. Yeah, he's not good. That's for sure. Witnesses also saw a man around his height outside the restaurants before the crimes and a similar car as his was seen parked outside. So there are so many connections that were made. Like there was so much evidence that he he's obviously the killer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was tried three times and convicted of first degree murder and received seven death sentences, which was oh, the my God, <laughs> which was I the mean, not most. to say that that's not deserving, but still, <laughs> good lord, yeah, that was the most death sentences given to somebody in Tennessee up to that point. Good and, God, I mean, am I saying he deserved it? Yes. <laughs> so I'm iffy about. The death penalty. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I go back and forth. Yeah, honestly, me too. I don't know. I I haven't made my mind up. His execution was stayed multiple times. Because I, I had to... know what that means. Okay, okay, cool. Because I didn't either. I definitely <laughs> I had to look it up. Means. It basically was pushed back multiple times. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. And one, one of those times was just a few hours before his scheduled execution. Like, he came so close. And then... There was so much stuff that happened. I feel like that would stress me out even more if I was about to get like, like executioned. I guess that that's a verb. I don't know. <laughs> Executed. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, I feel like you have to like mentally prepare yourself for something yeah. like that, and then for it to be like, oh, just kidding, it's postponed again. I, I feel know. like I would just be like, I'm just gonna kill myself and get yeah. this over with. I just wonder. What steps, like, what stages you go through when I you're on do know death row? You, like, have your, you have a private cell when you're on death row. At least in some of the well, prison documentaries that I watched. Good. <laughs> yeah, you get a private cell when you're on death row. And it's, I mean, it's smaller than the regular cells. Right. That's an, what about mentally? Of the documentaries that I've watched, and all of them. I'd, sometimes they'll bring a priest to talk to you. Or like a pastor or something so that you can like get saved or whatever oh. or like do some Hail well, Marys. I don't know a lot about I the guess. religious aspects of that. Um, and then sometimes they'll have like a psychologist come and speak to you. This is not always though. Right. These are yeah. just some things that I've seen on documentaries and stuff. And then some people do actually get a last meal. Yeah. But it's normally not like whatever the person wants. It's more like the good food at prison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People aren't getting like Big Macs and stuff (laughs) you see like, like stuff like that. It's just like good food, like good prison food. Right. I've never been in prison, so I don't know what that defines under, but. I just wonder what the difference is between... A sane person, like if a sane person was sentenced to death and was like getting ready to be executed compared mm-hmm. to an insane person. And I wonder if they go through like the same stages of, you know, like freaking out and then like acceptance. A, like and, a criminally insane person. Because yeah. some people are like 
I mean, yeah. there's calculated murders and right. people who know what they're doing when mm-hmm. they do it. And they're just disturbed in the head. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people who are just yeah. mentally unstable and kill people. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I really don't. I feel like the mentally unstable people, to a point, understand what's happening. But it's just like they don't address it, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like when you... I don't know. I feel like there's a certain level of peace that you would have when you're all there. Yeah. Like when you yeah. are mentally, when you're mm-hmm. mentally stable, when you're mentally mentally capable of understanding that you're about to die. Yeah. I feel like there is a. I feel like there would either be a peace or a panic that comes along with. Yeah, that. that's kind of what I'm wondering, and I wonder where the point is that that peace becomes panic or that panic becomes peace. I don't know. I'm just so fascinated by it. Yeah, and then some people are on death row for years. Oh, yeah. Richard Ramirez died of cancer Mm -hmm. before he ever died on death row. Right, yeah. Well, Reed's family claimed that he was mentally incompetent and that he could not make sound legal decisions. And his decision-making and actions were quite questionable Uh, with him choosing to appeal some verdicts but not others. He also claimed that his attorneys were actors and that he was under surveillance by the United States government for a mind control project called Scientific Technology. Please stop. However, we should keep in mind that what he's told psychologists in the past about his delusions being fake to avoid prosecution may very well carry over to this time. Good Lord. uh, I know. So he was still serving these life sentences when he was taken to the hospital for pneumonia and heart failure. And he passed away on November 1st, 2013. Oh my God, that wasn't that long ago. Nope, that wasn't. Like at all. Wow. Eight years. Sometimes I think about Tom and I'm like, oh, you know, that was just a couple of years ago. And then it's like 10 years ago. I'm like, man, I'm really getting old. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I understand. But yeah, he never, some of the, there were a lot of appeals that happened and like oh. with him, you know, claiming that he was mentally incompetent. And then I think there was something that went on with the death penalty and lethal injection. And there was. Oh, some, yeah. They changed those laws all the freaking time. And yeah. They go so back and forth and stuff like that. It was just. All a mess, basically. But yeah. eventually he died of natural causes. And I don't know how the families felt about that but i kind of feel guilty for them because i feel bad for him especially because he i mean he just got i mean he got to live out his life and they didn't yeah and that's one that's one area where i mean he still lived like he still lived his life out in prison Mm -hmm. and he wasn't like a free man but he still got to live meanwhile i mean like the parents the spouses the children in one right. case yeah. of these people don't get to have their loved one anymore. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, this guy just gets to die of yeah, pneumonia. natural causes, basically. <laughs> yeah, pneumonia. I know. I hate that for them. I don't uh, I don't want to do the victims a disservice by not going into detail about them, but they just were such normal people, like normal good yeah. kids. One of them... Uh, did a lot of extracurricular activities and 
Uh, her mom was a little lenient. She wasn't sure if she wanted to let her get a part-time job, but she finally did. And then she wasn't even supposed to work that day, but she wanted oh, to save up God. money to buy like a CD player. And then this happened. And I just, once again, obviously the victim's families, it's devastating. And I can't imagine what they go through, but I just feel like it's so much worse in a case like this where the victims were so young. And then even Gonzalez, I was thinking about him and he survived, but he also saw his coworkers murdered and he probably had a lot or has a lot of uh, survivors, survivors guilt. And then just having to deal with 17 stab wounds. Uh, I'd say that he has, you know, pain in his body that no one will really ever understand. Yeah. It is awful. I mean, it's awful when anyone gets murdered. And I mean, we'll talk about more cases in this season of of murders. But there's it's another level when they're so young. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It's just sad. And again, this the murder it there's so many aspects that went into it between him acting out the way he did when he was younger but then the then heads... Rayleigh decided to be a country singer at some point <laughs> yeah. in life too like <laughs> I don't even understand that I don't either. was he just watching a lot of Garth Brooks or something and <laughs> then it was like know. that's it that's I it. do oh man I think that there was I think maybe he compared I think he drew his inspiration from I want to say Hank Williams Sr. and somebody else. I don't remember who it was. I think Hank Williams Sr. I think it was Hank Williams Sr. Died in West Virginia. Really? In Oak Hill. I think. I'm not positive about that. Yeah, please don't hold us to that if we have any (laughs) Hank Williams Sr. fans listening. that that's the case. But I'm not positive. But... Good Lord. All because he wanted to be a country singer and decided to move to Nashville ain't cheap. Yeah. It's not. (laughs) No, it's not at all. And he didn't succeed, so he resorted to being good. Lord. Can you imagine if people did that now? Like if some like country people just flew off the deep end like that now? People still fly off the deep end. Yeah. But good Lord. Yeah. That's a real extreme to take. I would just kind of be sad. Yeah, me too. Move back to Texas. Feel bad for myself for a while. Yeah. But it still wasn't until he fired, or until he was fired, that he, that really sent him over the edge. That, yeah. Which they say that most, most murderers, most like killers, in any case, have like. That breaking point. Yeah. Like that trigger point that dates back to this happened and then everything just kind of spiraled downhill. Yeah. Well, that was the case of the fast food killer from Tennessee. That's our Tennessee case for the for the season. We're so happy to be back. Yeah. We missed you guys. I know. It's been so long. Sorry we didn't kick the season off with anything happy. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you guys really shouldn't expect anything probably other not, than yeah. that. <laughs> next, our next episode, we'll give a teaser of that. Um. I make a lot of references to superhero movies. Oh, that's exciting. And it is a case from Pennsylvania. 
This Yay. one isn't as um, dark. It's honestly pretty funny. I'm glad. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yes. It'll, it'll be a good one. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll see you guys next time. We'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs> that was another episode of Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Pod and follow us on Twitter at Pod one Like us on Facebook at Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries and contact us at AppalachianMM at gmail.com. Thanks for exploring the weird, wild, and spooky parts of Appalachia with us.